Welcome everybody to the Health Optimization Podcast with Greg Van Den Bolt. This is the podcast where we talk about a wide variety of topics to improve any aspect of your health, ranging from nutrition, sleep, to yoga, and so much more. If you are eager to live your life more fully and healthy, this is the podcast you've been looking for. Today, I'm with Stefan Myers. He is a Wim Hof instructor and he's very interested in the area of psychedelics. In this podcast, he talks about going back to the basics. He talks about breathing and nature. He talks about forest bathing and how microdosing can improve your creativity. In addition, he also talks about neuroplasticity and different methods of breathing, like the Wim Hof method and the Buteyko method. So without further ado, I introduce you to Stefan Myers. Stefan, thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you for having me. So uh, I already gave a glimpse to the audience of uh, what you're doing and the things you're interested uh, about. And I think we have a, a lot in common. And uh, I would start with the question is, could you share with the audience a bit um, who you are and expand a bit on your journey towards um, how your lifestyle to health optimization, so to say, started? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm Stefan. I'm uh, a father of two small girls. Um, and my, my journey also starts when I uh, got the super young daddy. Um, because that was the moment in my life where everything changed and I had to change a, a lot of, of uh, behaviors. I started really young with taking a lot of substances uh, and drugs. So I smoked a lot of weed and uh, did a lot of ecstasy, MDMA and yeah, <laughs> almost everything I could uh, get. And then I got father of a little girl and I had to take responsibility and uh, get all those stuff done. Um, that was a really crazy time for me because I never expected uh, that to get father with 22. Um, and then uh, the Wim Hof method came across my path and helped me out of that hard times for me. So. Um, a friend of mine gave me a book from Wim Hof and I learned about the breathing techniques and about the cold exposure, but also about the meditations to get more calm and to relieve stress and yeah, negative thoughts. Um, and that was the beginning for my journey in the, in the, in the field of breath work, but also my journey and self self development where i began to focus who i am and what i am and who i who i want to be um and then i also decided okay i really love the wim hof method i want to be a, a professional instructor to teach this beautiful method and to teach the the power of breath work to the people to guide them through their own journey to their potential and yeah since Two years now, I, I really like to uh, give people the opportunity to work with me and that I, yeah, I, I give them all my experiences and knowledges on, on that field. And since one year, I'm also very interested in the field of psychedelics because I think the, the part of the microdosing and also the macrodosing <laughs> is super interesting for um, your, your personal experiences and uh, developments 
in life? Yeah, we're definitely going to dive into that uh, in more detail um, in a minute. But before we do that, I wanted to touch upon uh, back to the basics, which is more or less your slogan, um, mm -hmm. would I say. So could you maybe explain to the audience what back to the basics means for you? Yeah, sure. Um, back, back to basics means to me just uh, going back to the, the, the really um, basic techniques or methods or things in life. So when you think about what is really important, what matters the most in life, it's about connection, it's about family life, but also about eating, pooping and sleeping. Um, and the basics are for me just breathing nature and nature has it all and that's it when you concentrate or focus on your breathing and on the gifts nature has to to uh, deliver to us then you don't need any more and uh, that are for me the basics about the gifts that uh, nature provides us um what do you exactly mean with that like Obviously, I have sort of an uh, understanding about what you're saying, but what are the gifts for you? Like, what are you talking about here? I'm talking about super nice water and a good quality. So spring water with a nice structure, but also about all the food. And I don't talk about uh, a banana or an apple from the supermarket, but I talk about wild herbs, wild plants, the mushrooms, um, also about food from the supermarket because we also eat that but i i mean the 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 really the ancient uh, stuff you get in the in the forest or in your garden um what i mean else i mean for sure the, the psychedelic plants and not only the mushrooms but also the other plants who can give you a super special experience where you can grow where you can expand and just yeah get the next level of your consciousness um but i also mean the the cold water the 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 ice bathing or the uh, cold exposure is also a gift from nature and on the other side you have the the heat so when you go into an uh, in the sahara or something or in a sauna that is the other way around and i really love also the heat so for me there are more than only cold immersion. Um, and I think nature, yeah, nature is our biggest teacher. So when, when we go into nature, there, everything is in, a, in the right balance and we can, yeah, we can learn so much from, from nature. Yeah, definitely. You, uh, you're talking about nature's uh, medicine as well and that yeah. nature is our own pharmacy and that we have to uh, ability to use it for, uh, for every situation as you mm -hmm. say. And uh, there, there's different topics uh, I want to touch upon as well. For instance, uh, forest uh, bathing, as mm -hmm. you uh, call it. And then there's obviously the wild plants, mushrooms, psychedelics that you already mentioned. Um, and the benefits and also the drawbacks of, uh, of those things. Um, so maybe a would you elaborate more, uh, a bit more about that? And then afterwards, we will go into, uh, into the breath work. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, forest bathing is a, a really nice thing. And um, it's actually not, not bathing in the forest, but you go into a forest and 
um, yeah, you sharpen your senses. So it's like a, a walking or sitting meditation and you can literally feel the trees and the, the ground and the, the connection between the trees. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's super calming to just sit down um, especially when you are home with two kids and there is super much chaos and uh, energy going on and then you come into the woods and everything is calming down. The trees are delivering super much calmness for me and yeah, the, the energy is so special. It's like when, when you hug a tree, um, yeah, I, I really feel that special energy of my grandfather or something like that i don't know how to to explain but it's it's super special um, and forest bathing comes from from japan i think and there is a treatment for yeah for almost uh, every illness yeah and it's super super special to see how how the people uh, of, a, of a of a hectic lifestyle of a stressed lifestyle come into into a nice area and a nice nature area and into the woods and they really calm down the stress goes away they are open they open up they see birds singing and uh, other um, animals going through the through the trees and i think there is a lot of potential only from that point on and then then you have a lot of a lot of more stuff like the wild herbs and the the wild plants and mushrooms who gives you really really high quality nutrients and really um yeah good stuff to to heal but also to prevent different different illnesses so yeah for it's, i i'm i'm in the beginning to to explore all the stuff but i think the the part of the mushrooms um yeah get get me get uh, me the most into it um because the the medical mushrooms also have so an crazy potential to create focus or to create uh yeah to to chill you down in the the afternoon um to get you more strength when you do a work or something so yeah there's a I lot of potential i really like your perspective on the the term the concept of forest bathing because um as many know i live in a cabin near the woods in the woods actually and every morning i i go outside for for a walk for 45 minutes i'm just outside and i every step that it that i take i try to do it as conscious as possible and like what you're saying you hear the birds chirping you it's actually pretty pretty strange because you can feel the space between the leaves and also the wind that blows in between them and i never thought of it as forest bathing but i really like that uh, def definition or that that concept and then every uh, every day after i uh, walk for 45 minutes i uh, i sit um under the same tree and it's in an open space and I see a lot of uh, trees and uh, it's the early morning. So m most of the time around uh, eight, a quarter to eight. And uh, I hear those birds chirping and I see them fly from, from tree to tree and uh, they do their thing. And uh, it's always in that moment that the most valuable lessons 
come from me. Um, mm-hmm. Always like when I'm done walking, I feel very relaxed. It's indeed like a walking meditation. It's really like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And then breathe in, breathe out, sense your body. And then I stay under the tree for like 10 minutes and I just stay connected to the earth. And that's really the moment of the day where I feel most calm and uh, most connected, I would say. It's like... Yeah, uh, it's also a very, very nice uh, way to start the day. Definitely. Because I, I also have the feeling that the brain pattern, my brain pattern changes a lot. So I'm able to, uh, to spend, not, not spend time, but the brain waves calm down. I, I'm not sure if I go to alpha or theta even, but it's definitely very, very slow. And I really enjoy that. It's, um, it's very lovely. So thanks for sharing uh, about forest bathing, man. I think many people will uh, extract value of that and go to the woods after, this, uh, after listening to this podcast. That's great. Um, I, I think a lot of people also um, already doing a, a different uh, style of forest bathing. So when you go for a walk into nature, it's also, yeah, almost the same. Um, but when you focus on on that whole perspective, and what what you said is uh, also to connect your breathing pattern to the walking pattern, or to uh, feel into your body what what you feel when you go uh, with your bare feet through through the the uh, wet ground or something like that then you get a really deep connection with your body but also with nature and your your senses get really really sharp so you hear a lot more you see a lot more you feel a lot more and when you take when you taste something like berries also you taste also different it's, it's, it's very interesting, I think, because you're, you're, you're able to check in into your mm-hmm. own body. And I think that's a, a lot of people maybe may find difficulties doing that because they're always busy. They're, uh, they're not sensing their own, uh, yeah, their own self, so to say. But uh, they are all, all, always online, always checking in with their phones or um being available for people to call or something and that's super important to shut down your phone and be completely immersed into that feeling into that experience in nature because we are nature and when we connect on that way on that level with nature then we can really sense what it is all about yeah no i definitely do agree it's uh, super super valuable um i already um explain a bit of what's happening with uh, within my brain when I uh, have a walk in nature, but you can tell me something more about neuroplasticity and what is, what is happening um, when you take for instance psychedelics and also when you do this forest bathing. So could you ma- maybe elaborate a bit more on that? Um, the neuroplasticity. Yeah. That is uh, w- w- when you take um, for example, a microdose of psilocybin uh, mushrooms, then your cells in the brain, um, yeah, they are get activated to grow, but also to connect. So the different parts of the brain get connected with each other. And that is also the reason why you um, get more creative, get more productive, but also the part of the brain who is... Um, 
for the thinking part. So when you worry about things or when you're anxious or have a depression, that part of the brain get a little bit uh, um, suppressed. Um, and the parts of the brain who are for creativity or uh, imagination and the, the other stuff, they get activated and connected. So you can make a really nice uh, open experience and also your spectrum and your senses get sharpened. Um, the neuroplasticity means that, that just your, your brain gets more able to make new pathways, new connections, and the, the connections get stronger from time to time. So uh, microdosing you can do for sure once a year, but it's better to do it uh, a few times a month. So um, you can do it uh, on Monday and then on, on Tuesday you have the, the after experience, the Wednesday you, do, you don't do the microdosing and on Thursday you do again a microdosing. And then you have a little build up. You, uh, you build up the process from, from the microdose and from the experience and the neuroplasticity. And I really like the feeling of being creative and into that state of, okay, I, I really experienced like, okay, my, my spectrum goes far, far above my head and I'm about my body. I get a really strong sense where my heart is beating, sometimes in my arm or in my leg. Um, and when you really concentrate on your body, you can also feel uh, the, the bloodstream and things like that. And that's for me, yeah, beautiful to experience. Maybe to take a step back for the people who are not familiar with the term of psychedelics and microdosing, could you explain in a couple sentences, like very, very succinctly, succinctly what, it, what, it, what it is? Um, psychedelics are psychoactive plants or substances, not, not only plants, like um, LSD, MDMA is also one of them, ayahuasca, um, yeah, uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Um, and they are also used for, for ceremonial um, matters, so in a big do dose. And then you have for sure uh, experience with heavy um, visual and other effects. But in a small dose, like a microdose, you have only the, the focus effects, the, the body effects, like, okay, I can feel more senses into my body. Um, you have more creativity and things like that, but you are able to do all your daily stuff. So it's not like a, a deep trip where you get lost. No, I'm just like thinking back about things that I was in Thailand uh a year ago and i was with a couple of friends who uh decided to uh to take the, um, a mushroom shake mm -hmm. uh, which is a form of psychedelics i guess yeah, isn't sure. it and i decided mushrooms yeah and i decided not to because i'm not familiar with the uh with with doing it in contrast to you i uh i haven't used any uh, any drugs or something like that so i was always like very resistant to it mm -hmm. but more and more i'm also getting uh, more knowledge about this uh, this area and more and more i start to get interested about it as well if you talk about creativity for instance so if i understand correctly what you're saying about mdma lsd you take small substances for uh, of it that 
at the end of the day, have a positive effect on that neuroplasticity and also increase your, not increase your uh, creativity, but enhance your creativity, so to say. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. It's a small, okay. small, small amount of, of that uh, mushroom, for example. So when you um, want to go on a guided journey um, mm -hmm. of, of mushrooms, then you take uh, around about four to five grams it's, it yeah. depends on the person and when you do a microdose then it's like a 0 0.2 or 0 0.2 to 0 0.5 so it's it's far less than than the the, the big dose and that is also yeah, yeah that, that is also the reason why why you experience not those um visuals or the other things like crazy patterns or maybe sometimes you go also into some deep traumas or um, uh, yeah, past experiences you made in, in your life or from, from lives before. Um, and that is in a microdose, you just have the, the big benefits, but, but there are, um, yeah, you, you can just do your daily life stuff. It's not, uh, it's not like, a, like a deep journey. Let's dive into uh, a bit more about the effects of microdosing. You already mentioned before that you're able to um, feel, for instance, your blood flow and feel your heartbeat from a different perspective, would I mm -hmm. almost uh, suggest. At the end of the day, is that what you want to achieve with taking the microdoses to feel more alive, to have that sense of being? And uh, what is the reason uh, besides the creativity or the results that you want to achieve with uh, this taking the microdoses from a spiritual point of view? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I really like to experiment with different uh, things in life. Um, and the microdose was in the beginning like, okay, I want to want to check in what's different now because i also tried it a lot in my in my younger years but then with the intention of okay today is friday let's uh, take some mushrooms or take some truffles and yeah and now it's it's really like okay i want to expand i want to grow i want to make new special experiences with it and the microdose is really giving me more body awareness more uh, sense what my body is doing in in this room or in this in this universe um and also that what, what i said with the blood flow so you, when you when i lay down and i do some breath work i connect that um because i love to connect breath work and the psychedelics then you can can go really deep into your body and i can really sense all my organs or all my my diaphragm or my my lungs and my pelvic floor and i can really feel how all the parts are moving with every breath in and out and i think it's also possible to experience all those stuff without microdosing for sure. But for me, it is a super nice way to get into that. And I, I just love to test new things and to um, yeah, check. It's like, like biohacking on a different, different way. So for the people who are new to microdosing and maybe a bit skeptical skeptical about it because they might think well isn't it dangerous for your body or um stuff like that what would you say to them 
I never had uh, bad experiences and I also don't know about people who had bad experiences, but uh, it's for sure not for everybody. Like, uh, yeah, some people can get drunk easily and the next day it's, uh, it's over and some people, they have two weeks uh, hangover. And it's the same with psychedelics, I think. Uh, so some people really... Uh, engage with with those substances and they um, make nice experiences but other people can go really bad so uh, for the most people I would uh, suggest to um, get s specialists um, there are a lot of people in in the Netherlands for uh, for example who guide truffle ceremonies because truffles are allowed in the Netherlands and then you have a nice space a safe space where you are guided through the journey. Um, there are also programs who guide you through 10 weeks of um, truffle uh, psychedelic microdosing where you can um, really build up the process where you can see in week one is this and then you go step to step to step. And then it's a really safe way to um, yeah, begin with that when you have this, the skeptical thinking about that. And it's, it's, it's uh, I can, I can really understand that. I think everybody who has uh, not maybe a drug background or used some some things in uh, his past has those thoughts about. Mm, I think don't think that that uh, is the right way. So for a beginner like me, um, <laughs> tomorrow I am uh, I decide to take my first microdose, and I. Uh, don't know where to start what two things or three things would you uh, recommend me taking taking a super small dose in the beginning to to find a sweet spot so everybody have a different sweet spot of what though of 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 the experience so some people they take a really small amount and they already have some light visuals or some uh, more body awareness feelings or body high feelings um, than other people so i would would take a really small amount um but when you take truffles it's like uh yeah no, uh, 0.1 to up to one gram and i would start with with uh, 0.1 gram and then you can go up go up till you find a spot where you feel like okay now i feel a uh, really a difference but it's not uh such a big difference that my daily life is uh, not um, yeah, livable anymore. So, you know, uh, because when you have to drive your, by your car or, or you have to work or something like that and you have crazy visuals or uh, I don't know, your chef uh, <laughs> looks totally different, then it could be a little bit uh, terrible for you. So mm -hmm. there, there it's very important to find the right amount. Um, to do it in the right environment. So the first times I would do it at home in a safe space, maybe with someone who have all already experiences or uh, uh, loved um, one, your wife or girlfriend or whatever, and just find a little bit rest for yourself to dive deep, to f just feel, okay, what is now happening? What is, what is different to the other days? And then, then you can can decide for yourself. Okay, I, I like the feeling of the difference. Maybe 
you don't feel a difference, then you can do the next microdose a little bit higher. Or you say, okay, uh, it's, it's not for me. The, the effects were not interesting. All right. I think uh, it's an interesting topic. And uh, I definitely um, think there's m more to talk about here as well. But for now, for the, for the sake of time, I would like to continue to the, to the following topic, which is uh, breathwork. Um, which we already touched upon as well. You mentioned it a couple times and uh, also about uh, Wim Hof method and um, breathing hacks. And I would like to dive into that in more detail. So could you maybe elaborate um, on the Wim Hof method and other uh, methods you know, for instance, uh, the Buteyko method and uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, for, for me, it was the beginning of, of um, the breathwork journey, the Wim Hof method. Um, and that is also a very, very nice technique to, to get deep into the body, to release a lot of tension and to make nice experiences. Um, but over the, 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 last few, the last few months, I made some different... Um, experiences i learned a lot of new techni techniques also the buteyko technique but also the breathing hacks um there is a guy in the netherlands who's called kasper van der meulen and i yeah you, you know him maybe mm -hmm. i visited his retreat and also his lectures are really amazing and yeah he showed us a lot of um breathing hacks and they are for me more practical and valuable in the in daily life than um, yeah, all those techniques where you have to spend 30 to 60 minutes a day or a few times a, a week. So um, we learned also to massage our organs, to get more space into our rib cage, to get more mobility in our rib cage, to breathe better, to get more more air in or get more effective in breathing and mm -hmm. also to yeah that it's super important to breathe through your nose but sometimes it's also good to to breathe through a mouth um before i ask the next question let's all uh, take a moment to heavily breathe in so three two one <sighs> oh you hold it long bro okay so <laughs> My question is about the practical uh, things you learned during the retreats and also the Wim Hof method. Like, is it counting in a certain way? Is it holding your breath in a certain way? And what does that exactly to, uh, to your body? Yeah, there are, <laughs> I, we, we could literally spend uh, two days talking about breathwork, I think. Um, but I think also the most important parts of the breath work are the, the focused inhalations and exhalations. So just to be conscious when you breathe in and breathe out, but also the breath holding are very, very important because there are a lot of um, signals your body becomes when you hold your breath. And that is in, in, the, in the Wim Hof method also you do uh, 30 to 40 breaths in and out and then you hold your breath after exhalation for as long as you can oxygen it has to do with oxygen as well right you can hold your breath for a very long time after uh, doing something yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 
you 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 pump your body up with with uh, oxygen um, and your levels of carbon dioxide decreases and that is also the reason why you don't have to breathe indirectly because the levels of uh, co2 are so low and the co2 um, yeah, it's the trigger in the body for um, opening up or closing down the, the veins. Um, and this is a super important thing in the body because when, so some people say, ah, oh, CO2 are super bad for you and uh, you, you, uh, it's, it's not good for your body, but it's actually very, very important because it opens it opens up the veins. So when you hold your breath after the exhalation from time to time, so as long as you hold, uh, the, the CO2 rises, 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 and all the veins get more white, 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 and they make the veins get ready to take up the oxygen. And then you take a big breath in and all the oxygen is released into the cells because the cells and the, the veins and the arteries are ready to get those oxygen in. And that is a, a complete reset for your nervous system, for your uh, circulatory system, for your hormonal system, for your brain, for your spinal fluid, everything is exploding literally. And yeah, and that is also, look for me, the Wim Hof method is super special and I really, really like it. But a breathing hack, like the one breath break has all those effects, all those benefits in one breath. So you can practice it the whole day without laying. You can practice it in, in the car, yeah, in, in the car, in the train, by bicycling, bicycling when you have a controlled space. Um, and it has all the positive effects. And now I want to say always practice breathwork in a safe space. But mm. for me, you can also do um, rhythmic breathing when you when you uh, ride your bike or when you go for a run or for a swim or whatever. So for the listeners, I want to put those two things on this uh, on each other's side. So we're talking about the breathing hacks right here. So the theory of Casper van der Meulen, which includes the one breath break, and then we're talking about the Wim Hof method who is also known as the Iceman, um, mm -hmm. who, who has a different approach to breathing. So we have two different um, angles here on breathe, uh, breath work. I first, want to, I first want to dive in into the one breath break you were talking about. And then afterwards, we will dive into more into the Wim Hof method where you do it um, more than once. So yeah. about the sure. one breath break, what do you actually do? Can we do it now with the listeners? Yeah, um, it's, it's one time breathing in. So you breathe in, hold your breath on the top for three seconds, and then you explode in an exhalation. And then you hold your breath again till the urge to breathe come. Then you breathe in again. And you come back to normal breathing. And that is one of the one breath break. So um, when you compare it to the Wim Hof method breathing, it has all the 
different phases of a round of Wim Hof method breathing. So inhalation, holding, exhalation, holding. Um, it has super much benefits because you have the pressure after inhalation on your lungs and um, the calming effects. Um, it activates the Vagus nerves. Maybe you heard about it, the, the Vagus nerve. No, I, I it's, haven't. Uh, uh, the Vagus nerve is the only nerve who goes through your whole body. It's connected through your eyes, through your neck, through your lungs, through your um, intestines, or through your digestive tract, um, into your feet, and it's it's super activating to to hold your breath because your vagus nerve and your body becomes the the signals okay man there is uh, no oxygen coming in now we have to save all the energy now and uh, shut down our um, energy energy needs and then you really can feel how your body is uh, calming down and after the the uh, the, ex, the the inhalation um, hold, you explode like, <sighs> and that is also a very calming thing for your body because it is like a, a ha <sighs> ha, like yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. just a, a releasing tone. Um, well, when when you do that, you hold again your breath. And holding your breath is super relaxing. Just it, it ac activates the parasympathetic nervous system and you feel how your heart is beating from beat to beat a little bit slower and a little bit slower till you breathe in again. And it is in one, in one piece, maybe around about 30 to 60 seconds when you once trained and you have a super good start in the day or maybe between some... Uh, work you do or uh, after a heavy workout or before a meal or after a meal or before bed you can use it in in every situation you want yeah so uh, i already feel so much uh, more calm and doing those exercises i really think it's uh it's great and i think we gave the audience some valuable experience here as well so thank you for that and just to make um again, that comparison with the Wim Hof method. So to, um, to be clear here, the Wim Hof methods, at least what I re read in his book, you breathe in very heavily, mm -hmm. you hold it, and then very slowly you breathe out, and then you do that again. Am I right or am I not? Uh, is it incorrect what I'm saying? And then you um, do that multiple times. Yeah, one, one, one round of Wim Hof breathing is, um, is like 30 to 40 breaths, like... Yeah. And you're not blowing out all the air, so a little bit uh, air is also uh, remaining in the lungs. And after the 40 or, I don't know, the 30, uh, 30 breath, mm -hmm. you breathe out completely and hold your breath. So after exhalation, you hold your breath. And because you pumped up your body then with air, it's much easier to hold your um, your breath. And also because of the, the CO2, who is super low, the, the levels. And um, then also there comes the trigger and the urge from the body. Okay, now it's fucking time to breathe in again because I want air now. And then you also can feel your 
your diaphragm is contracting so the, there's a little movement in your body and then you then you breathe in and you breathe in fully so in your belly and then in your chest so your whole body is moving and then you hold it again and then you feel the rush of energy because all the the oxygen you just taken up is releasing to all the cells and to the organs and that is a little bit the same as the one breath break but when you do the Wim Hof method you charge up the body with every breath you do more breaths that's what I wanted to say because I uh, I practice it a couple of times right now uh, in the woods two two or three times and when I do it obviously the woods have a certain quality of oxygen of air I would almost say and mm -hmm. when I do that after a while my whole body starts to like gets tingly so to say I gets mm -hmm. I I get um I don't know um how to describe it exactly tingling, like, tingling in the in the extremities and in your body it's it's, it's a tingling sensation and um it's very very the first time i experienced it it was very strange because i was like what is this like and am i even conscious about the fact that what's happening to my body because i also had the feeling that i couldn't stop the feeling anymore like when i was so deep in my breathing pattern breathe in breathe out hold etc etc et i was going and going and i was like oh, all right now i really need to stop otherwise there's like uh, i'll land in a trip or something i don't know it yeah. was weird it was weird but it was that is also, it felt good the, the, this uh, that is also the difference between the the wim hof method breathing or for example holotropic breathing or rebirthing and those breathing hacks because when you do one of those um i would call it therapeutic breathing sessions who are uh, really strong and uh, yeah um, forced in an exhalations where you charge up your body then it can be that you um that you get out of the way so you are completely lost um, and with the breathing hacks you have more control about that situation but I really also love the experience of a deep journey inside the woods. And what, what you said is, I think, about the, the air quality in, in the woods because the trees are delivering the cleanest air for us and they are having signaling uh, molecules like terpenes. Maybe you heard about. I haven't. Um, it's like, um, I think, like the essential oils. Um, it's like an like an uh, an oily molecule, I think. Um, you can smell it when you go through the woods in summer or in spring. You can smell a different tree Scent. smell. Scent. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. And that is also how the trees communicate with each other. But it's also super good for our immune system, for our body, for every cell. So when you do breathwork in the woods, yeah. It, uh, it's like the cherry on the top of the cake. I'm going outside straight after this podcast, man. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right. So um, I would like to uh, cool off now, man. We had a great uh, conversation. And every uh, episode, I am um, finishing with, uh, with a specific uh, question, which is related to, to optimizing health. And really, I, uh, I, I enjoyed our conversation. Um, but unfortunately it's time to uh 
to uh, wrap it up. So what vision do you have for your own health in five years? And which aspect of your health would you still like to improve? Um, my vision is for sure to get um, yeah, stronger and fitter every day to stay young and yeah, just fit for my kids and to spend the most valuable time with them with a lot of energy. Um, and I have also the vision in health to spread my message, but also the message of health and yeah, unleashing the, the full potential of the people through breathwork, through nature, into my environment, into all the people who are open for that. Um, and the aspect of my life where I have potential to grow or in my health, I think it's uh, my sugar cravings. I really love candy and chocolate and all those stuff. Don't even and start, man. <laughs> Don't even start about chocolate, bro. <laughs> I, also, I also started a few months ago to drink a lot of cacao, but raw, raw cacao. And mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's really, really nice. It's, it's, no, it's no comparison to Milkash chocolate. But I also love candy. And that is a little bit my... Um, yeah, my development point or improvement point. And I know I'm on the best path to, to get better at uh, controlling those sugar cravings. But sometimes it's like, uh, I have to eat now that cake or uh, that ice cream or what, uh, whatever. So, yeah. I'm going to do breath work in the, work, in, the, in the woods with a cookie, man. <laughs> a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yes. no, but um, I really like that vision of yours. And um, I think you're already doing a fantastic job. Um, and you have a very wide perspective on health, I guess, a very interesting point of view that you, that you gave today. And I, I'm sure there's much more um, to it than we uh, talked about today. So I really want to uh, thank you for that, man. I appreciate it to be here. Thank you for inviting me. and for your time to talk yeah you're very very welcome so that was a great great episode with stefan myers and obviously i would also like to thank the audience for listening to our conversation and i really hope that you stay tuned so again thank you very much for listening and i hope to see you next time before you leave i wanted to ask you a little favor if you enjoyed this episode Please subscribe to and share this podcast. It would help me a lot to share my mission and passion about health optimization. I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you. And right now it's time to take action and live a happy and healthy life.